0: One of the biggest problems in our community as it relates to progress and information and community improvement is that too often, there are programs and resources available to the public that people don't know about, for whatever reason. So today, we're going to talk with uh, Dr. Jimmy Smith who's the uh, executive director and in charge of the uh, Department of Public Health in Bibb County. And he's gonna familiarize us with all of the programs, the many programs and resources that are available for a certain segment of the community that really needs it. So in just a general conversation with him, he began talking to me about the lack of utilization of several of the resources that his his organization uh, offers. And it kind of broke my heart because I know there are a lot of people who need the resources in the community. I know the kind of positive effect and impact that it would have on our community if, in fact, individuals who qualify utilize those resources so we're going to have a fireside chat about those resources today and as i said our interviewee is dr jimmy smith a phenomenal guy in our community deeply involved deeply in concern takes his job and his position very seriously and is really dedicated toward uh, making sure that those resources that are available through the Department of Public Health are correctly and, and aptly utilized. And what I want you all to do, if, in fact, this information does not affect you directly, I guarantee you, you know somebody who can benefit from the information. So how you doing, Doc? I am fine, and and
1: certainly thank you for the opportunity to share what we do um, uh, with the masses in in hopes that we can get them in to utilize everything that we have.
0: Yeah, that's that's mighty important. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing your wife, you know, a couple of months ago, and, you know, I just want to congratulate the two of you. Both of you are doctors, and she works for the... um, Atrium, and she imparted some important information. So you all are a significant family, a significant couple, and I just want to sing some praises unto the two of you because of your professionalism and your involvement in the community and your caring about the community. So
1: kudos to you and Mrs. Smith. I I, I appreciate it. We um a little history about actually the both of us. Um, we are both uh, residency-trained family physicians. We, we just tackle health in two different ways. So she actually uh, works as the director of the residency program for Atrium and Family Medicine. So she teaches new docs directly out of, high, uh, out of uh, medical school how to be practicing docs. Um, so we always consider medicine the art and practice of medicine. School teaches you the art. The work is why we call it practice, because it changes every day. Um, So the things that you learn, a physician learned 10 years ago may not be applicable now. And that's what she helps those those young people to do. On my end, um, whereas she looks at patients as they come into her clinic or her office um, or in the hospital and looking at them one at a time, my focus is more on communities. So I don't see patients in the room one at a time. Uh, my my clinic room, if you will, is Macon-Bibb County with about 153, 154,000 people that live here every day. Uh, so when I get up in the morning, I know that's who I'm responsible for. Uh, if they live here, work here, play here, or even when they just visit and drive through here, we're responsible for them from a public health standpoint during that time they're with us. That's
0: outstanding. So let's there are so many programs and resources, and I know in your communique uh, on this time, in, in dental uh, resources uh, were not mentioned in that last communique, but in the one before then, mm-hmm. you did mention dentistry, so you don't have to come out of the shoot talking about it, but let's not forget to at least mention it during the... Sure. Uh, so let's talk about all those resources. I mean, you the first one you had on the... the communicate was WIC. So I did. Have... I listed
1: uh, WIC because it is one. Um, we do serve quite a few people through our Women Infant Children program. Uh, for those that have had children um, uh, years ago, you, rem- you may remember getting the vouchers that helped with certain foods, whether it be milk or cereal or dairy products or fruits or infant uh, uh, cereals and foods. Uh, that could help that family from a nutritional standpoint as they're dealing with the additional stresses and costs of having a newborn. That program still exists. The one thing that has changed is we no longer use paper vouchers anymore. Now it's called the eWIT system. So basically you have a debit card and that debit card will look like any other bank card, but the information is loaded on the card um, and that person goes to the store and shops just like anyone else. So at this health department, we serve about 2,500 people, uh, women, infant, children, uh, in that program each month. We also have an office at uh, Felton Homes, I'm sorry, at the Buck uh, Melton Center. And there's also an office at the DFACS headquarters. And both of those units serve about 1,600, 1,700 folks each. But with the incomes that people are making in Bibb County, the number of pregnancies that we have, we know that we should be serving more folks. So there are 2,500 that we're serving here consistently. Um, I truly believe that number needs to be around 4,000 to 4,500. So there are folks that we're missing. And what I would have them know is if you think you qualify for that program, just call the office. Even if you don't come in, just call the health department and say, I think I'm uh, qualified for your WIC program, what do I need to do? And they will walk you through uh, that process. Once you're in uh, that that system and we begin to do that, that begins to take some of the financial stress off, that begins to take some of the nutritional stressors that we see in our in our kids and in our families. And we certainly want to address food insecurity in our families as much as we can.
0: Yeah, and that's so outstanding. And the reason, you know, there's a scale as it relates to income that your department utilizes in determining whether or not people qualify. But the thing that's interesting and what we as community advocates need to do is to try to address the problem that we're having in this community as it relates to poverty. I mean, numbers are staggering as it relates to the, number of people who live in poverty. And what that indicates is that if we've got those kinds of uh, on those numbers of people living in poverty, then it just makes sense that you should have more than 2,500 people that you're serving. And then as this number increases, then the community, you know, development of community increases and the quality of life increases. So, you know, we really do need to take advantage of it. Now, if in fact, you don't need the help with uh, milk, cheese, egg, fruits and vegetables or dried peas or beans or what have you, you probably know somebody who does. So our suggestion to you is for you to play a role, in helping us to uplift this community and provide information to people who may need this help and or who may qualify. So all they need to do, how can they learn more information about this? Call or go to a website or what have
1: you? I would would add, you certainly can go to a website, but I know that there are many folks that don't have great internet service. Uh, So I tell folks just call. Uh, And if you will call your local health department, if you're here in Bibb County, call us. But when you call, even if you're sitting and you hear this, uh, you're watching this this broadcast, and you live in another county, call your local health department. It doesn't mean that they're going to send you to us, but you can be serviced right there in your home. So this information applies to not only folks in this county, but all over the the state. And when we talk about who we serve, we're talking about uh, women that are currently pregnant. We can uh, serve uh, women with a lower income if they're breastfeeding up to one year. Uh, once the baby is delivered, we can uh, serve those women for an additional six months.
0: Wow!
1: If we have a parent that doesn't have a high income, um, and this also includes men. So even though it says women, if in children, if you are a man, hmm. excuse me, and you're as a sole provider of that child, and that child is under the age of five, please call us, we may be able to, to assist you as well. And when we talk about incomes, let's say if you're a, a single person and your annual income is a, is, is say less than $27,000 a year, you qualify. If you're a family of three, three people in the house and in, your income for the family is less than $45,000 a year, you qualify. So the thing is just call, get the information, see that you uh, uh, qualify. And the more people you have in your household, that number uh, uh, goes up. But you're right, it has a lasting impact. When that child has the right nutrition, they've got a leg up when they go to school and it's gonna impact their learning and it's gonna impact every other facet of their life.
0: Thank you so much for that information. Uh, We will stroll the number Uh, across the screen, and before we uh, finish the interview, you can tell us what that number is. But we're going to move from there to another service, that's screening, screening. You know, and we're taking the time to do this because like uh, Dr. Smith, I'm concerned about the community, and I know, I have firsthand knowledge of what it would mean to our community to utilize all the available resources that we have, not only as it relates to medicine, but as it relates to income and jobs and things of that nature. And what I would like to do, I would like to see maximum utilization of the resources uh, that are available. So Dr. Smith is talking about what he provides through uh, the health department, but keep in mind that if you have any kind of problem, you know, there are probably free resources out there to assist you. But I want to move to another subject that's pretty dear to my heart, uh, because I'm sure that all of us have been affected by people who uh, get ill and pass, they die. And one of the contributed factors to these devs are the fact that they have not taken care of themselves, and they have not been screened. So we want to encourage everybody to utilize the screening resources that Dr. Smith is going to talk about.
1: Yeah, so I'd like to mention at least uh, two, because many times when we talk about public health services, we focus on women because that is how the public health system has primarily been been designed. It it primarily has services for women, but there are services, screening services, we also provide for men. And sometimes it means we just partner with someone that's outside of the building. So in terms of women, the one I'd like to mention is our breast and cervical cancer screening program. Um, I don't think there's a single person now that may not know a woman that has been affected by breast cancer in some way either a diagnosis for themselves or a relative or a close friend Um, and with that we have a screening program where if a woman is over the age of 40 meets some income guidelines that are pretty close to what the wic that uh, uh, financial eligibility is and has no insurance or has a uh, preliminary screen that might be suggestive of breast cancer, or they're less than 40 years old with a positive family history of breast cancer,
0: Wow! they can
1: come see us. Our nurses are trained. They will do a clinical breast exam here, talk with the patient, then get them signed up for a mammogram, which we are going to pay for. Mammograms are expensive, just as everything else is in in the healthcare system. Once we can enroll that person in that program, we will start here, get them to mammogram, follow them through the process, make sure that they make the appointments, are set up, know that the place they're supposed to go, ensure that they're gonna get those results back. If everything comes out negative, it is peace of mind that you can't pay for. If something comes out and you find uh, that there's a nodule or something is positive, Now we've caught it early and we've gotten you in the system so that your healthcare is then underway early. And what we find is, particularly among minorities, majority or Caucasian women tend to have more cases of breast cancer than any other group in the US. But the mortality rate, those that die from breast cancer tend to be minority because it is found too late. We're Mm -hmm. trying to do on the prevention side and help our community stay here. We need those mothers. We need those grandmothers. We need those aunts and aunties in our community to teach that next generation. But when they're having to battle something as serious as breast cancer, then we begin to lose those family resources that has made our community so so rich. I personally have, um, have three uh, very good friends of mine, who actually were diagnosed with breast cancer and were less than the age of 40. Luckily, they knew how to do self breast exams, uh, didn't think something was quite right, and came in to be be checked and were able to move on to an early diagnosis and early into treatment. Um, So those, we really want our women to come in for those. On the male side, we don't necessarily offer the uh, uh, prostate exam here or the blood test here but we do partner hmm, when macon bibb county holds the pints for prostates event uh, each fall downtown um, with the prostate uh, education center out of denver colorado last year macon bibb county set the record for number of men tested in the country on a single day at one of these events. We tested 123 men uh, downtown on Poplar Street in the afternoon in about four hours. And I not only tested them for prostate cancer, but it gave them a full blood workup in terms of their blood count, their cholesterol, their glucose, their prostate, and all of that information was sent to that individual. There was absolutely no cost for that, whether a person had The best of the best insurance or the person had no insurance at all. There was no cost. You could just walk up and we would get you, get your information, get you tested and get it back to you. So we are trying our best to get this information out, have folks utilize the resources we have on on par. And the, the biggest thing is I am personally asking as an administrator of a public health department, hold us accountable. We're here, these are your tax dollars at work, and we're trying to be the best stewards of those funds possible. Hold us accountable, utilize the resources we have. And when something goes awry, I am here and we'll we'll give you the number, call me and let me know how we can improve. But we certainly wanna serve the community, which we are in.
0: Let me ask you a question as it relates to eligible population and citizenry does. What if a person, you know, may have some insurance, may have a little insurance, uh, just feel real attracted and motivated that they need to, you know, just use the health department as a resource, you know, for certain examinations or what have you. So can a person who does not necessarily meet, the income guidelines may be above the income guidelines. I mean, uh, how does that work? I mean, if they have insurance, can they come, or should they just go to their uh, family practitioner?
1: Well, certainly, if they have a relationship with a health care provider, um, and especially a, a family physician or primary care provider, uh, then we would certainly want them to continue that relationship. Many people think that when you come to the health department, it is a place designed for those folks that have no insurance at all. We are not going to, turn, to one, turn away anyone based on the ability to pay if we have the resources here and the capacity to serve them. So our team, our clinical team is built of licensed practical nurses, registered nurses. <clears throat> we also have uh, two nurse practitioners on site. One of our nurse practitioners uh, now holds a doctorate degree. Um, In in nursing practice, so we are able to address some areas of primary care as long as it is within the scope of their practice and under the protocols under the jurisdiction and leadership of our district health director. So we're able to treat hypertension here and manage that. We're able to our nurse practitioners see folks for diabetes management. We can handle those here. We also have some wraparound services. Where for those folks that are not diabetic or have not been diagnosed with diabetes, may if they have been told they're pre-diabetic, we we offer the Diabetes Prevention Program course, and we've been doing so for six months. um, And we hold that in the evenings, and we're even looking to expand that to day courses uh, for people. So, yes, they could come in. If it's something that we can't assist them with, then we will try to find the appropriate referral mechanism to get them to where they need to be.
0: That is is so outstanding because we all need to be more conscientious as it relates to our health. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, vaccinations. You know, I mean, just to expound on really how, you know, the Department of Public Health, you know, pretty much served the full gamut of healthcare, talk talk some about vaccination and dentistry while you got the floor. Good,
1: sure. um, so certainly with vaccinations, um, most people when you talk to them about vaccinations, the first thing that comes to mind are children. So, and certainly younger children, newborns, there are now over 11 vaccines that children get before the age of two. Now, for you or I, we probably took all 11 of those shots. Now, with combinations, um, children don't get as many shots. They are still covered against all of those preventable uh, illnesses. They just don't have to get as many shots as we used to. Right now, with the week before school, if I were to walk downstairs to our lobby, it is slam-packed because those children have to have um, vaccines before they enter school. The other thing I would remind folks is once you uh, are no longer a, a child, you still have to have vaccines as an adult. So you don't get off the hook. So, you know, in a, in a month or so, flu season will start. COVID is still here. People may need a shingles uh, vaccine. They may need a pneumonia vaccine. We certainly offer those. There are certainly other places in our community where you can get those. Wherever you get that vaccine, all I ask is you make sure that your provider Loads it into the Grits system, which then means it's a registry. So if you go anywhere else in the state of Georgia, they can put my name, Jimmy Smith, in and see that I got a vaccine in Valdosta six months ago, and then that that healthcare provider doesn't have to um, uh, repeat that that vaccine. Okay,
0: that's that that that's outstanding. So, you know, and
1: the, you you also asked about dentistry. We do have a full time dental hygienist on staff, uh, primarily working with children who are insured with uh, uh, by Medicaid. So that's CareSource, Amerigroup, Peach State, or Centene, as some folks know it. And we would love to get those kids in to prevent early dental decay. That's going to cost the parent more money down the road when they have to see a dentist.
0: Okay, so as it relates to dent- dentistry, basically it's a uh... Cleaning. Cleaning, teeth.
1: Yes, it's a a cleaning. Uh, She can do a a check. We do have ties to a a public health dentist, uh, Dr. Tam Hendricks, who's housed actually down at Houston County, who covers us when we need it. Um, And if there have been times when he needs, if he needs to come up, all we have to do is call him and he will come and see the person here. Just uh, several months ago, I got a call early one morning about a young lady who was in severe dental uh, pain, um, called Dr. Hendricks. He said, I'll meet him at the office at 9 a.m. Uh, this was a young teenager and he determined she needed two root canals on front teeth. Uh, within 24 hours, that young lady was in an orthodontist office and out of pain. So we can find those resources to try to help uh, our community when we when we know then we're going to step up to the plate and try to help. Yeah,
0: uh, let me just commend you on everything that you're doing as the director of that final organization. And so let's tell people again the best way to reach out. One thing I I love hearing you you say is that call me because a lot of people are reluctant to pick up the phone and call because they think they can't get through or they feel like the the entities are not serious about helping them, but I see that that's not the case with the Bibb County Department of Public Health. So how can one access information to reach out to you? Sure, you
1: certainly can can reach us if you're a person that likes to use the, the internet or, or, or Google us, if you will, or want to look something up. Uh, you can just uh, search for the Macon Bibb County Health Department and we will come up. We even have videos on YouTube about our staff and what we do, and we're always looking for ways to make folks feel more comfortable about coming in. If you wanted to call, our phone number is 478-745-0411. Again, that's 478-745-0411. And if we are not here, and I'll be honest, and there'll be a lot of days, I hope we're not here, Because public health is more than just someone coming in the building. We also got to be outside of the building in the midst of the public. So if we're not here, leave us a message. Um, And then that way we should be able to get back to you. I um, uh, stress to all of my, my leadership team, every call that we get in here needs to be returned no more than 48 hours later. And that's because something may come in on a Friday evening and we're gone. Monday morning, they need to be called back. Uh, and figure out what is you know what is going on, where do we need to assist?
0: That's outstanding. This is a call to action. I'm your host Alex Habversham, having interviewed Dr. Jimmy Smith, who's the executive director of the uh, Department of Public Health for, for Bibb County. Again, I want to encourage everybody to utilize this research. Health is important. Uh, prevention is important. Vaccination is important. The utilization of resources that's going to help our, our kids is important. So we've got a resource here. we got an entity here that can assist us in, in those disciplines. So we need to use it. We need to use it. I want to thank you again, Dr. Smith, for all you do, all your staff does, and all everybody associated with public health in this community does because it's important to us. And a healthy community is a happy community. So your department is trying to help the community happy by making the community healthy. Absolutely. This is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Havisham. Have a great day. www.makingblackpages.com.